There's another side to good health, and that's good mental health. We've had an ex-NFL player on the show before, but we've never spoken to somebody who's currently in the league, so I'm excited to, to tap into what you have going on right now. Awesome, yeah, I'm glad to chime in, glad to be on, appreciate y'all for having me. So off-season right now, what's your, you're down in Atlanta, what does yep. your day-to-day consist of right now? Right now, um, since we're preparing, you know, for OTAs and uh, off-season like training, so 7 a.m. workout, working out in the gym, speed agility, throwing, Every day is a little bit different, switching it up. Um, and then from there, I've been doing a lot of like foundation work. I have a, actually a golf event coming up in Knoxville. I've been doing a ton of like back work for that in preparation for that. Then in the evenings, just, um, I actually try to go out and play some golf, you know, work on my game. I'm trying to make sure I get, get my swing right. I started playing golf like last February, as in I had like the split grip. You know, couldn't really hit the ball last February. Tack up. And so I posted some stuff like that I was playing golf. I got invited in Knoxville to play in a Corn Ferry Pro-Am, like with a pro oh. in uh, May wow. of last year. And that was three three months after I just picked up a club. And so I felt that. I was like, yo, I got to – I can't go out here and be hitting houses on the golf course. You know, I got to – Gotta be able to hit them straight and find my ball, but it, it turned out well. It, 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 we did well. We had a good showing, so got invited back for this year. So I guess we did all right. So as I mean, you're a professional athlete, and yet I'm sure when you step up to the first tee that first time you hit a golf ball, like it doesn't look pretty. No, golf is a humbling, a humbling game. Like even the most coordinated, physically gifted people in the world get brought to their knees by a ball that's standing on a tee waiting for you to hit it. Mm-hmm. What was that experience like for you? You know, maybe not performing well right away after a career that you've built on being athletically talented. Right. I think, you know, it's exactly what you say. It's, um, it's very humbling. I grew up playing baseball. So the excuse mm-hmm. I would always make was, Oh, I just have a baseball swing. You know, that's why I can't hit the golf ball. <laughs> Cause you think like, you, you know, you hit the baseball off the tee is not moving. It's like, you never miss. Right. Then, I mean, you're hitting pitches, like the ball's moving, curving. You have no issues with that. So you think this little ball sitting on a tee on the ground should be so simple. But it takes so much practice and work. And it's crazy. Like one day you go out there, you feel like you have it all figured out. You know, everything's going straight. The next day you go out there, you do the same exact thing. At least you feel like it. Nothing's working. You can't hit the ball. Can't even find the ball. So it's humbling. But I, I think that's why I enjoy it. It's um, There's a lot of crossovers, just like the mental aspect of it. Just like, especially like playing quarterback, just, you know, just, you know, focusing on just like one shot at a time, like staying locked in the moment. It's the true game of, you know, you hit a good drive, but that drive has no effect on your next shot. And it's just like in football, playing quarterback, (laughs) right? You have a good play, you know, you throw a goal ball down to the 10 yard line, but then if you make a wrong read and hit the defender in the face, then all that hard work was for nothing. So there's a lot of, crossovers from the mental side of it which i really enjoy and then you know it's just a good getaway you know um i think after a year being in the house of covid um and i wasn't into golf it's like had an epiphany like golf was the perfect thing to be doing during covid but i wasn't into it yet and after you're being in the house you know it's the perfect way just to be outside outdoors relaxing hanging out others with some buddies or solo but just having time just to get away and enjoy something competitive but you know isn't obviously what you're doing to make a living you know there's a little less stress when you're out there just hitting a ball right. rather than you know when you're perfecting 
your craft for the football field. Man, what do you think you had the most nerves over? The opening tee shot at your tournament or your first NFL snap? Oh, I'd say, honestly, there's more nerves in that opening tee shot because the first <laughs> NFL snap, it's like you, you've still been playing football, right? You've been playing football forever. So it's not mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like, yes, yeah, it's just the NFL. Yes, it's a bigger stage, but it's something you've been doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when you play quarterback, it like, it comes with the prerequisite that you're supposed to be good at golf, no matter if you've been playing for a month, a year, or 10 years, whatever. So when you go on that opening tee shot, they expect you hit that thing straight, 350 yards, no issues. And I'm just out there trying to sleep and make sure I make contact, you know? So, so, um, <laughs> no, that opening tee shot, I remember like at the pro, I just said, I'm just going to swing hard and hope I hit it. I hit it, hit it far. I couldn't find the ball, but still, still, I hit it well enough um, to make a statement to start the day. The folks so. watching watching you hit that tee shot like that are standing at the tee box, they don't know you can't find the ball. Just hit it. No, exactly. Exactly. Well, yeah. no, this, <laughs> here's the thing, though. Here, it, goes so, it goes a long way because the guy who invited me, right, he, um, he works for the PGA. Um, he's a Tennessee um, alumni. He works for PGA. Okay. Right? He works down in Jacksonville at TPC Sawgrass. You know, it's like you hit the ball good. You're going to make a statement, you know, like maybe get invited to some more events, more golf events, some more opportunities. You know, you top the ball, you know, you might not make it the whole three of the day. So it was, it was a lot. It was a lot of future <laughs> opportunities riding on that one golf swing for sure. Mm. I hope you get invited back. <laughs> yeah, no worries. We did. We did. We're good. We're good. We made the cut. We made the cut. Josh, what are some things that you've learned about yourself since you picked up the game of golf? I think it's always cool to find like new passions, new things you're interested in. You know, I try to stay evolving, um, whether it's obviously in the sports world with learning a new game of golf or just, you know, picking up the piano, learning chess, just like little things <laughs> that I feel are great for just personal growth um, and trying not to stay stagnant. So everyone's time is so precious, right? And you want to spend your time doing stuff that you genuinely enjoy doing, um, but also um, allows you to create whatever impact that you want to create. And so that's what's been really cool about the game of golf is, you know, just using it as a vehicle to touch um, a ton of lives, you know, starting uh, my foundation this year and helping organizations I've worked with both in Knoxville and Alpharetta and being able to have a fundraiser for the foundation through golf is a, is a, is an awesome medium to be able to do it. You know, I get a chance to uh, reconnect with old teammates I literally haven't seen in five years, as well as <laughs> raise money for uh, a great cause. And then, you know, we're having a Chase Rice concert too. So also, you know, bring the community together, you know, around, you know, a golf course. So it, I think it's pretty cool you know, just how a uh, game that seems so simple, right? It seems such a simple game, but you can do so much with it. Not only playing the game, but also and using it to help others. That's what I've really enjoyed about it. Yeah, man, that that's the beautiful thing about golf. You bring folks from all walks of life. It can bring people back into your life. Like that yeah. that's got to be a really um a really good feeling to to reconnect with folks you haven't seen in a while. They've seen you go off and and reach the highest highs and you know, they they see you come back to town and you know, you're 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 the one putting on the event. So right. like, you get to you know, step into the the limelight a little bit um and hosting an event that that benefits 
a, a good community, you know, what does that give you personally? Being able to give back, being able to reach back down and, and touch the community, what does that give you? It's just a wonderful opportunity, you know, being blessed with that platform to be able to give back. You know, anyone with influence, whether, you know, you're an athlete, you have a mic in front of your face, you know, you're giving a platform. And it's all about how you choose to use it, right? So my goal has always been to use it for a positive way to impact those around me, especially impact the youth, um, because you know they're the future of of every community. And so Knoxville, um, just playing ball there, and really, you know, you, when you're there from when you're 18 to 22, you know, those are the most impressionable years of your life. So you really grow, and that community supported me throughout my time, obviously playing, but also as a student, student athlete. And just as an active member of the community. So to be able to have a platform one, but also, you know, bring together individuals that have given, you know, their time, effort, blood, sweat, and tears to the university through football. And also, you know, be able to give back to the community through uh, my foundation. It's a wonderful feeling. I want to hear a little bit about what you were like as a kid. You know, you grew up in Georgia, right? What were some of the things you found joy in, found passion in? Besides football, because I know you, you took school really seriously at Tennessee as well. So I want to hear a little bit about, about that too. Yeah. So um, I grew up Alpharetta, Georgia, uh, just outside the city. Uh, I grew up as an only child. Uh, and so, you know, a lot of my childhood was, you know, being involved in a, in a lot of activities, whether, you know, I wanted to do them or, you know, my parents, you know, pushed me to do them. And so I was involved in a, in a ton of things, you know, obviously sports. I played football, baseball, and basketball growing up. You know, when you go like in your second grade and they have like all the clubs at school you can be a part of, I think I was a part of every single one, like chess club, book club. <laughs> I was signed up for everything. I was doing it all. I was at school till five and I practiced, you know, I was, I was just doing it all. Um, mm. And so I found out like quickly, like things I was interested in, things I did that I wasn't good at. Like I found out quickly I'm a terrible singer. Would have never known if I didn't have. I'd, uh, in the fourth grade, I was in the uh, chorus. I was one of two boys, and I had an Elvis Presley solo, and I just totally botched it. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> From the entire school. That's no joke. Uh, <laughs> no joke. So, yeah. So, obviously, I found out quickly, you know, singing's not my forte. Um, but I was also like band. <clears throat> That's why I enjoy music, learned to play the saxophone and piano. You know, I was in a lot of like science clubs. That's when I really found out that I really enjoyed like math, science, really aviation uh, was a big passion of mine. So mm -hmm. I think, you know, just growing up, having that exposure to so many different activities really showed me like exactly what I wanted to do. You know, I found out quickly like, okay, I want to go to math and science, enjoy aviation, you know, aerospace engineering. So I studied in school. That would be the perfect uh, setup for myself as well as. Good at football. Football and baseball are kind of my top two sports, but football um, surpassed baseball. I wanted to go and play football at the highest level as possible and then, you know, really just take the journey from there. And that's what we've been able to do. So it was um, definitely uh, learned a lot about myself growing up, but um, mm -hmm. I really enjoyed those experiences, which have obviously prepared me uh, for everything I'm diving into now. Right. We ask every guest this question, but... I'm curious for you because you only started playing golf recently, but if you mm -hmm. could play a round of golf with a younger version of yourself, the Josh that was signing up for every club in school, if you could play a round of golf with that Josh, what do you think you guys would talk about? Oh, uh, that's a really good question. I think it'll almost be, you know, more of uh, like a mentor session, right? Like, okay, how do you 
get to where you are. Because I had a lot of high aspirations and thought of high mm. goals when I was younger. But, you know, I never really thought of myself like, hey, I'm going to go play in the NFL, you know, type, type mm-hmm. ideal. You know, I knew I, if I worked hard enough, I could get there, but I never really, you know, said like, I'm going to go play in the NFL. I just really just took it one year at a time. So I think, you know, younger Josh would have had a tongue of questions to older Josh, you know, on the golf course, just about, so you made it to NFL, like, how did you do it? You know, how did you become a D1 four-year starter at Tennessee? I think that would be uh, a majority of the conversation. And that would be a pretty cool mm. opportunity. I also, tell, I also tell younger Josh to pick up golf, you know, much earlier, <laughs> you know, <laughs> stick on the golf course and make, it'll make all this golfing lessons now a little right. bit easier. But um, be like, there's, there's a first tee shot coming a couple years down the line that you need to prepare exactly. for now. <laughs> prepare right now exactly i would say hey there's a pandemic coming up you know you're li- you'll be living in jacksonville around you know some of the best courses in the world you should probably take right. advantage of that opportunity so yeah i'll probably well, well but outside of that no it'll be a, it'll be a good day on the course when when you say you know you you'd ask yourself how you got to the nfl what do you think your answer would be one day at a time you know that that that's I and I and that is literally something um I guess a mindset, a motto that I really I really enjoy and really mm. live by. Um because I think so many times, just in anything, like we get so focused on the end goal, but it's really, you know, the process, the preparation, the journey that gets you there. And so when you just are staring at the end goal of I wanna be like like I wanna be in the NFL, you know, you forget, you know, to get there you gotta be the best middle school player. To then mm-hmm. be the best freshman team player, to be the best JV player, the best high school player, to go through recruiting, to pick a school that fits your skill set and that you can maximize your opportunity. To then just going and competing and getting a spot, you know, at a Division One score wherever you are, you know, um, there's a there's a long journey to get there. And so mm-hmm. I would say, you know, just take it one day at a time. You know, one story I love to tell. I remember I was sitting in my um, college academic advisor's office. I'm like a sophomore. I think I just finished sophomore sophomore season. So it's second semester sophomore year, and I just got my classes for the semester. I look in the top corner, and they keep a chart of how many hours you have left to go till you graduate. And it says I have 115 hours till I graduate. I remember looking at that thing and saying 115 hours, and I was supposed to do that two and a half years. Like there's no way. I I didn't even think graduation day would ever come. Just like mm-hmm. looking at the amount of hours and looking at the classes that I had to go through and just the work I knew I'll have to put in to get there. And then looking back, you know, I think like at that point, I just, I didn't even, I just blacked out, didn't even think about how many hours I had. You know, I just said, okay, just take it one day at a time, you know, one event at a time, mm-hmm. one practice at a time, one study session at a time. And just with that mindset, it allowed me to focus on the journey and maximize the journey, which has allowed me to get to where I am. So right. that'll be my biggest piece of advice and and do you ever and if so how often do you look back and think about like that journey and and every every day that you put in every hour that you put in but also just like the statistic the statistical improbability of making it to where you've gotten at all right like do you know how fucking rare you are as a as a person (laughs) how wild that is it is wild, and I've never once thought about the being a math guy. You would think I would, but I've never once thought about the statistics on it. 
So I truly think, like, I truly, truly think if you work hard enough at something and you sacrifice enough and to start, you have a plan of action and you work hard every single day to achieve that plan of action and whatever it is, you can achieve it. You know, I've seen so many people that could be where I am, you know, do it. And maybe they're more talented. Maybe they even have more opportunity than I had, um, but they didn't maximize the opportunity. They didn't stay in the moment. They got distracted. They got off their goals. Um, whatever you know they lost their their way and that was the reason that they weren't you know a statistical improbability so um the statistics are always there you know i i'm aware of it you know i understand especially being on the nfl you know there's thousands of college football athletes and there's you know less than three thousand nfl players in the world Mm -hmm. you know so just that statistics on his own you know, it's mind boggling and it takes a lot of work and effort just to be just to not only get to where you are, but also stay where you are. Right. Cause there's right. nowhere else you can go mm-hmm. after the NFL. Um, but you know, if you focus on the plan, focus on your work ethic, focus on, uh, maximizing your opportunities when they're placed in front of you, then you can achieve what you want to achieve. So are there, uh, are there any things from, from your, from your time playing golf that you've kind of like taken on to, the football field any like meditative things or just uh, how you how you take it one one shot at a time or anything like that i just like to go on the course and really just get away like that's my big thing play some music hang out sometimes just be in the silence but just you know just get away and just it's really cool um just with like when you have a lot of stuff going on i know you guys are busy too and you guys probably feel it you know when you have a ton of stuff going on and sometimes it's just good to just get away from it all and just hang out you know mm-hmm. um Especially like right now, you know, we live in a age where so much stuff is like on your phone, you know, it's like, you're always looking at your phone, you're checking your phone, you know, you're on your phone to do calls and zooms and whatever. And yeah, like, yeah. it just get, it just, all that stuff can add up. But when you're on the course, I think that's like the biggest thing I've enjoyed, right? You just, you throw your phone in the bottom of the golf cart, you know, you only look at it to change the song. You know, my girlfriend's blowing up my phone cause I'm not answering it. And, um, you know, you're just hanging out, you know, you're just away from it all. Just, just chilling. I, I, as we all, and as we all do, do. That in football. exactly. Right. You can't do that in football. You know, your coach is screaming in your headset, you know, the play. So it's and cool. you're the one with the ball. So you got a exactly. 300 pound dude chasing after you. Exactly. There's no, there's no relaxation on that field. You know, there's no. none. There's none at all. Golf is probably the, I like if I were an NFL specifically quarterback I think golf would be what what is the antithesis of being <laughs> an NFL quarterback it's, it's, it's being a golfer it's the most <laughs> it's, like, it's, the, it's I, the most controlled environment ever right no one uh, like there's no rush right. there's no rush on the golf course you can take 20 minutes to hit one shot if you want right you can take as many practice swings as you want no one's running at you when you're about to swing the club, the ball's not even moving, you know, That's funny comparatively to the QB position. Exactly what you're saying, right? It's like you got 300 pound dudes running at you with a play caught counting down and a coach screaming in your ear. You know, it's two polar opposites, man. So you, you mentioned, um, you know, you've got a, a, a brain that leans mathematically. Um, I am not a uh, former D1 or NFL caliber athlete but i did play a lot of junior soccer and one thing that i used to do on 
on the field is look at other players numbers mm-hmm. and like add them up and be like, all right, if num- if I combine the skills from number four and number six, like, do they because e- I, I, I like to wear number 10. So yeah, <laughs> would they equal me? Like if I combine them into one person, <laughs> they equal like my skill set. Like, do you ever did you ever do that? Like, wh- what kind of math. mathematical games did you play? Yeah. What kind of mathematical <laughs> games did you on play? Like mid play on the field? Yeah. Oh, man. Honestly, none. <laughs> Honestly, so many people, he's like, so I'm terrified. Got exact. Like, <laughs> so many people ask, like, do you like do engineering, like projectile motion, right? It's like day one engineering. Some people ask, do you do a uh, projectile motion when you're calculating, like how far you need to throw the ball and when a receiver's trying to go? I'm like, no, I just just throw it 40 yards on the hash and hope the receiver gets there. You know, put enough air on it. <laughs> but uh, no, it's funny. What what I would do though. So to keep my mind stimulated when I was um when I was a freshman, I didn't start the first six games. And so a lot of the teams they were sick they would signal in like the play. Right. So mm-hmm. the offense would signal in the play to the quarterback. So I would stand next mm-hmm. to the defensive coordinator and I would just pick the other team's signals oh, and then just sick. tell them what play, cool. what, play he, what plays they were gonna run. So that worked out pretty well. I mean, obviously like there's some one off plays, but you know, at some point, like, I at least was telling him, like, yo, it's a run play for sure, or, like, pass play for sure, to try to help mm. him out throughout the game. Mm. So that would keep my mind stimulated. But I try to do, like, little things to stay locked in, stay stimulated throughout the game. I love that. Yeah, that's I, cool. I was just, maybe that's just, like, a weird thing that I did. <laughs> that, that, my that, coaches that, didn't know I got to say, that was pretty abstract, Brad. That's pretty sick, though. I love that. That was abstract. Yeah. That was cool, though. That was I, cool. I love, yeah. I love learning something new about you every every time we pod together. Yeah. <laughs> this would be kind of a, more of a football related question, but like as as a as a quarterback that might uh, not be starting every week, how do you stay engaged on the sidelines when you know you're like you know I'm I'm probably not going to be playing for most of this game. But if I do need to go in, I need to be 110% locked in. Like, what, yeah. what does that look like for you, uh, like, week in and week out? Yeah, I mean, there's there much more difficult jobs in the world than playing football. But honestly, like, it's one of the most difficult things to do. Because mm-hmm. I, tell, I tell people it's like this. It's like, it's like every Friday, right, you're in your social studies class or math class growing up. Every Friday, you know there's a quiz or you know there's a test, right, that significantly impacts the grade that you have in the class. Mm. And you have to be prepared to take the quiz every Friday, but you don't know when it's going to be your turn to take it. So <laughs> every, every week, you know, you're scrambling to get ready to take that test. Um, you know, you're learning all the defensive coverages, their schemes, your install, your game plan, you're, you're locked in and you're dialed in. Um, you know, and the first Friday comes, you don't, your, your, your number's not called. You don't take the test. Next Friday comes, mm-hmm. you know, you don't take the test. Three Fridays go by, you don't take the test. You know, so obviously it's easy to be like, okay, well, I'm not ever going to take the test. There's only 16 and we're 10 in now. So what are the odds? I'm going to have to take one, the last six. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, week 12, it's like, okay, it's your turn to take the quiz. Good luck. And you have to be pre- just as prepared as you were week wow. one to take that quiz, right? So that's yeah. really the job of, you know, a backup quarterback from a play standpoint, but 
you know, and I'm sure many other guys would say this, you know, you, at least for me, I always prepare as if, as if I'm the starter. I'm taking every single rep. And even in games, you know, uh, I'm pretty vocal with what I'm seeing on the field because, you know, the guy on the field sees obviously what he's looking at, but there's so much else going on that right. is able to paint the big picture of what the defense is trying to do, how they're trying to play the game. Um, so I'm always in tune with that. I think that's why it's been documented, but me and Ben have, have had have had a really good relationship during my time in Pittsburgh, during my five years there. And I know it benefited, it's benefited my career because growing up, like I started every single game at quarterback from the time I was six until my freshman year of college. Now I didn't start six games and then I played the rest of the season. So mm-hmm. like being in that role was, it was different. It was, it wasn't what I was used to. Um, yeah. So, but I've been able to learn and grow. And it's really helped me as a player, just being, being able to, obviously see you know a guy like ben right do it so well at a high level for so long for so and add long. so much of what yeah. he sees to my game right so it's been cool it's been it's been um a different dynamic obviously everyone wants to be the starter there's only 32 of them in the world and so mm-hmm. everyone else is just you know working their butt off to become one of 32 and that's what i'm doing um and i know um i'll be one of 32 soon um but until that day comes we'll keep preparing to take those tests on friday so man that's such a good analogy i love that right? i've never i've never thought about that yeah, i'm obsessed with that that's really cool though that's like a lot of mental fortitude yeah unfathomable. yeah like, it is. yeah 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 because i mean a game plan is not easy you know right and they no. change every and they change every single week you know you could look at one game plan to the next week and you'll think you're running two different offenses almost, you know, because it's completely different mm-hmm. word terminology, what you're trying to do. Right. Um, and you have to be ready to execute as if you were the guy that it was prepared, that the game plan was prepared for. So, and that's mm-hmm. the standard, you know, so that's what you got to stay locked in. And you need to be uh, a highly intelligent person to mm-hmm. play quarterback in the National Definitely. Football League. Um, not necessarily like, I mean, you you took that. I took, extremely I took, I took that. Yeah, extremely <laughs> literally. Yeah, 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 extremely literally. Extremely literally. You don't have to be um, a, a rocket scientist, but it does help. It does help. It does make it easier. It, I bet. It, yeah. When I got traded to Jacksonville, um, I got there on Tuesday, and we had a game Sunday, and it was obvious. And so I had five, six, five days to learn the offense. To be able, to be ready to play on Sunday, that was that was a big whirlwind. That really taught me like, okay, this is how you learn a playbook quick. Wow. I just memorized the entire play sheet, and it's like I don't have a sheet of paper big enough to show y'all, but it was a time. <laughs> it was it was definitely a time. I had I had like my I like would take pictures of it, send it to my mom, and they put my AirPods in like this, and she would call me. I would like simulate it coming into the helmet. And then I would just walk through every single play. Wow. Because um, wow. I'm in a hotel, in the hotel room. And I would just do that every single day just to make sure like, <laughs> I knew everything that could be called. Yeah, I was insane. I mean, I've seen, I've seen hard knocks. I know what the playbook looks like, but that's a lot to cram in five days. Right. Yeah. That, that's the most extreme case, yeah. you know? That's definitely the most sure. extreme case because it's really not bad. Like, if you you go through install right you i mean you start in april you go through install and they reinstall it in camp you know 
And then by the season, it's like your third or fourth iteration of the same installs. You've heard the plays. You ran the plays. You can visualize the plays. You know, so once you go through all that p- process, you know, it's simple. But I love I love that they call it install like you're wow. a piece of hardware and they're uploading software to you. <laughs> <laughs> like a computer. It's like iRobot. Yeah. <laughs> install 12. You're like stick the little. Point one. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Stick the USB. New, new software update. I, I have to imagine that like just given your role, like you have to remain not only mentally strong, but like just the, the hunger and the fire for competition has got to be so hot. Yeah. And I'm wondering like, how does that translate to golf? Because do you, what, what is your, what is your competition level like on the golf course? It sounds like you're, you're grinding to try and get better like every day ahead of this, this charity golf tournament. When you're out there with the buddies, like, do you, do you gamble? Do you play games? Like, how does that look for you? Oh, we're playing. So when we play, you know, like people play all these like games, right? Like, best we'll, we'll everyone drives we'll all move your ball to the best drive and then we'll play from here i'm like yo no we're you play your own ball if you hit that thing <laughs> 20 yards into the woods you go find that ball and you you're playing that ball and we're playing it till it, i want to see it in the hole like there's no oh that's six inches you're good like i want to see it drop in the hole i, I mean that's how <laughs> i like to play i want to play you play your ball you put it in the hole, and then we'll count them up from there, and we'll see who wins. That's uh-huh. how I like to play golf. I, I mean, it. I it's just the athlete, you know. I mean, it's like, mm-hmm. especially with golf. Like, I've always played team sports. Golf is the first like solo sport I've ever played. Um, so it's like it's all on you. And so mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. like scrambles. You know where you play. I don't. I don't want. I want to play my ball. I want to see how well I'm doing. I want to say like, yo, I shot. I played the front nine shot. 47 today can i get a 46 tomorrow type stuff you know i want to see mm-hmm. how i'm improving how i'm progressing how i'm getting better i need to get better at like just wanting to go to the range and just hit balls you just get out there and you see the you see the course like all right i gotta go hit the course i want to see how i'm gonna play but right i like to compete and exactly what you're saying i obviously it comes from just my background um because like the nfl is the the ultimate competitors league like everything mm-hmm. is about competition and I think that's what a lot of people that aren't in it every single day, like they don't, they don't always get that, you know, it's, it's during the season, there's 1200 NFL players, and then they bring in like 700 every single year. <laughs> so like the, the turnover is crazy. insane. They bring, yeah, like, bring in like 700 rookies a year and there's 1200 total players in the NFL. So turnover is crazy. So every right. single year, you know, you, unless you're, in a quarterback position, unless you're Russell Wilson, you know what I mean? Like those guys, like you're fighting, you're fighting for your job, right? You're fighting. You're looking for, over your shoulder all day. Yeah. Yeah. You're, 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 you're fighting for, you know, your, your check that you're going to get in the in season. Yeah. So, cause you don't, you don't get paid in the off season, right? You don't get paid for, mm-hmm. you paid minimal for off season workouts. You don't get paid during camp, right? So you're fighting to get to September, get to the season. To when you're getting paid so it's the ultimate competitors league and it's a business right you know they're bringing in younger guys from mm-hmm. college you know and and they want to replace the older guys so at the end of the day you know you have to fight for what's yours and you have to go out every single day and prove why you should be there and so it's obviously you know a lot people outside looking in might think that's ruthless you know but for competitors you know mm-hmm. that's the beauty in the game you know and that's what we enjoy and I and for for many of us, you know, that's what translates over to really 
everything that we do in life. You know, we're, we're competing, um, you know, where, whether it's on the football field, on the golf course. Like for me, like creating this event in Knoxville, I want it to be the biggest event in Knoxville every single year. I'm competing with every other event that Knoxville has going on, you know, so um, that's just that's just my mindset, my disposition. Um, but I love it. I love it. I love the, the competition that it brings. So it's cool. Yeah. Having having heard all this, I am not surprised in the slightest that you don't give gimmies on the golf course because, like in football, you make it to the one yard line, <laughs> right? You're not like, oh, that's good. No, you scored a touchdown. Touchdown. Yeah. Oh, no, you, you got to cross. You got that ball. Got to get in the end zone. I want to see right. the ball in the hole every single time. <laughs> and golf every- and football, we hear all the time. It's a game of inches, right? Yeah. Like right. like there are so many putts that have been left short by like one half of a rotation of a ball. Mm -hmm. And same with like an outstretched, I'm leaping for the pylon. Little thing, mm -hmm. right? Like you ain't hit it. So (laughs) yeah. So like something, so like even to that, right? Like you lose, you lose, say you play a nine hole match, right? You lose by a stroke, but on hole four, you duffed a chip. You were 50 yards out. You duffed it to like 35 yards. And then you hit it on right, but you lost by a stroke. But mm-hmm. it's the same thing in football, right? You know, it was second and seven, and you ran a play, and you didn't check it to the right play, right? So you got mm-hmm, mm-hmm. two yards instead of three yards, and now it's fourth and inches instead of first and ten. You right. know, it's a whole different ball game. You know, yeah. and that's just the that's just you have to settle for a field goal instead of being first and ten on the ten, where you have gotten a touchdown, and instead of losing by two, you have won by two. You know, it's just, it's the game. There's so much crossover correlation. Um, exactly what you said. It's a game of inches. So I think like that's what's also cool. You know, it just from a mental thought process, right? Like as a quarterback, we want to like make every play like efficient, the most efficient play we can, get the ball going in the right direction. And so like a lot of mental thought process goes into that. Like, am I getting in the right play? Am I running good plays into good looks instead of, you know, bad plays into bad looks? Um, it's just like golf, you know, are you focused on every single shot to lower your score or you, know, you take one shot off, you know, and now you're, you hit a good drive and now you're in the woods, you know, and now you're mm-hmm. a bogeyed it when you should have birdied it, you know, just like little stuff like that. So I like right. it. I enjoy like the mental challenge because it correlates obviously to what I do for a living. Man, I would love to play golf with you. I know, yeah, truly. I can get better. We, we'll get one. Let's let's do it. Well, we can we can definitely set something up. Well, we, I mean, the 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 three of us are in completely different cities, so we've only ever met and played golf twice in our entire lives in person. So we're gonna have to. The stars will have to align for that to happen. But we can we can figure something out. Don't align. <laughs> yeah, we'll make it happen. We, we can definitely make it happen. Yeah. Very cool. Love it. Should we hit Josh with some meat and potatoes? Meat and potatoes. What's that? Meat and potatoes. Titers. These are our uh, our stock questions we like to ask every guest. Um, okay. They're different from from most golf podcasts. Where everything we do is different from most most golf podcasts. But <laughs> <laughs> we like to we like to mix it up a little bit. And uh, I'll I'll lead off with I'm set, I'm gonna set the scene. You're hosting your charity golf tournament say you say you win the inaugural tournament and okay. you know you invite all your your teammates back yeah you got your your coaches the trainers the the ball boys the 
maybe maybe your roommates everybody is there from knoxville okay and you're hosting a giant dinner you get to create the menu what are you serving all right we gotta start with like some maryland crab cakes with the with the with the little with the sauce on the side that's going to be definitely be the app. Maybe throw it. Hollandaise? Hollandaise, yes. No, not Hollandaise. We'll but it's not Hollandaise. It's like, is it, is it Hollandaise? I think it is. Not Because it's not the tartar sauce. Like, Hollandaise sauce. It's not tartar sauce. What goes yeah. on crab cakes? Yeah, it's Hollandaise. You, you were right. Okay. All right. A little I'll Hollandaise. And then with a little Caesar salad, be fired. A little healthy, you know? Then we got to get the fillets. Got to get the steak. Got to get the grill going. Fillets with, like, with just some potatoes. We keep it simple. But then we got to maybe like, you know, for for the seafood people, um, get some crab legs going, stuff like that. And then for sure, dessert. Crab heavy menu. A lot of crab. And then simple. Dessert simple. You know, might be a little controversial, um, but we got to get the we got to get the uh, Walmart birthday cake out there to top it (laughs) off. I love that little chocolate cake, white icing. It's it's your dinner. You can have what you want. Yeah, we'll get a massive one. We'll just get like a a massive one. It'll be perfect. That's great. Like a giant sheet cake. Giant sheet cake. Just the sauce that goes on crab cakes, by the way, is a remoulade. 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 Okay, yeah, that sounds sounds more fancy. Some some (laughs) syllables out. We're too short. I like that (laughs) menu though. That that sounds that sounds good to me. Um, Perfect, Josh. What are some of your favorite golf smells? That is funny. That's that's a funny question because I have been like, no, it's like that's a nice like smell out there. I enjoy like the fresh cut grass when you get to the course. Like I'm getting I'm getting really big in like waking up early, right? So I enjoy you get mm-hmm. to the course like mm. like seven a.m. right, and it just does a little dew on the grass, freshly cut, the smell in the air. I like that one. I like it when you hit like a nice shot, like the sound of a nice shot, but then like the divot that comes up. You know, you can kind of like smell the, when you have hit a nice divot in the grass. I like that. That's a good one. Uh, torched earth, scorched yes. earth. <laughs> yes, and this one, this one might be a little nasty, but like. You know, after a long day on the course, like your glove, when you take it off, will sweat on it. Just, you know, put you put yes. in put in a good good day's work on the mm-hmm. course. Those are my top three right there. Yes. I like that. Well 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 Hell answered. Yeah. Well said. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yeah. Joshua Dobbs to the T. What is the song? That's playing in the speakers as you're walking up to the first T. Oh, gotta be gotta be nice for what by Drake. And then the the okay. so the beat drops, and then you just absolutely just hammer one, absolutely just mash one. You get the crowd going, crowds into it. It's not too high because if you overhype, you get overhype, you swing and miss the ball. So we don't want that. You know, you gotta <laughs> right. still focus on Man, all your fundamentals, and that's a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're oh. jacked up, and then you shank it. You don't even know where. You're not really in a good place after that. What is the time that you laughed the hardest while golfing? Laughed the hardest while golfing. So I had a, I had a complete meltdown. I was playing against my QB coach like a couple a couple weeks ago, and we're on the last hole. It's like a, it's a part five. I'm up two strokes going into the last hole. I'm feeling good. First tee shot, I hit. I hit a great tee shot. He doesn't. Still feeling good. Second one, he he hits into a fairway bunker about ninety yards out. I hit it. 
35 yards fairway just to chip up onto the green. Still feeling good. And then I just went downhill from there. I only, all I could do was laugh. He hits it out of the fairway bunker into like the bunker right on the green, right next to the green. I hit it. I I I duff it into the same bunker. Now we're lying the same in the uh. same spot. And I couldn't hit out the sand all day. He chips out of the sand. I chip it across the green, which I then chip it back across, back into the bunker, <laughs> and then chip back onto the green and two putt. And I ended just up, ended up tying him on the day. Just uh just a tough day. And so then it what made me crack up was you know, he started he's brag he's like bragging because we tied or whatever, tied on the back nine. But like our it was our first day golfing of the off season. So our scores were atrocious. And he's driving he's driving up bragging. I'm like, bro, we shot like a one ten. There's nothing to brag about. Like the, the <laughs> dude dude at the front gonna be like, Why are you even talking about your golf game? Like But that's that's what's beautiful about match play and about golf is like the score is kind of irrelevant. It's like my yeah. 109 beats your 110. And at the end of the day, I still exactly. win. You know, it's like, I that's still won. Still, it doesn't that's matter. Still a, that's still a dub. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. That, that had me dying. Just, you know, just, yeah. just how I fell apart at the end, you know, it was poor execution on my end. Josh, what are some goals or tent poles you have in the ground for the coming year with regards to your mental health? What are some, some mental strategies you want to put in place for the year and behaviors you might want to lean into or even ones that you might want to pull back from? Yeah, I, that's a great question. Um, mental health is so important. Um, I think, you know, for me, it's just just being more, I guess, just like vocal with what I'm going going through, especially just to the people closest to me. So my parents, my girlfriend, my closest friends and stuff. Um, mm. And like, I think like the biggest thing is just being transparent to my life and what I go through on a daily basis. So they're able to understand, you know, when I'm quieter or uh, maybe a little irritable or happier at some point. So that's the biggest thing, just being more open. Because what, what, I've, what I've realized, you know, just like growing up and, you know, when you're placed like on a platform so high, so young, you know, a lot of times you're basically, you basically have to hide all of your emotions, right? Because, hmm. you know, or hide a lot of like, especially like when you go out and when you do stuff, because a lot of time, you know, there may be cameras on you, there may not be cameras on you, you know, the when hmm. you're playing in the game, the camera's always on you, people are watching your emotions, right? So um, you're just taught subconsciously, you know, okay, just don't show any emotions because hmm. that could be perceived as any weakness and you don't want anyone taking advantage of any weakness. Um, but right. when it comes to, especially the people closest to you, like the biggest thing you can do is just be open with them and, you know, not be afraid to be vulnerable. I think that's the biggest thing. So just being open mm -hmm. with the people closest to me and, you know, using the resources that I have and the people around me that care a lot about me, just allowing them to help me just through anything that we're going through because the season's tough, the season's stressful. As we talked about, it's a mental grind. So if you're not, mentally healthy you know it can be difficult um so that's been my biggest thing and just taking growth in, in that aspect so mm. yeah i appreciate you sharing that that's cool i no doubt yeah I, it's it's not something i've thought a lot about like in your profession 
having to unlearn some of those like emotional guarding tactics that you're taught mm-hmm. at such a young age. Mm-hmm. But it makes a lot of sense. Like you said, if you display any emotion in any on and on any end of the spectrum, like that can be used Correct. that can that can be weaponized against you, which is like exactly so tragic. <laughs> so tragic, right? That's so sad. Yeah. Like and it's tough. And it's that, tough. that I'm yeah. sure that that infiltrates your your personal relationships off the field. So having to to learn how to balance who you are on the field versus who you are and how you communicate off the field must be really tricky. Definitely. Tricky is a great word for it. I thought you were going to say tough, but I think tricky is more accurate to, Mm. you know, just like what it actually is. So Mm. it is, but you know, we all learn and that's what's cool. You know, I think the NFLPA has a ton of great resources in place, you know, for us. And also just being around a lot of guys, older, younger, around my age, Mm. but we're all going through the same, you know, trials and tribulations. So, um, yeah, it's, it's good to have um, a close group of people around me, you know, just to talk to and get through things. So mm. that's how we treat this podcast, mm-hmm. man. It's it's beautiful, and and it's not. Uh, like I, I can't say it enough. Anytime I get to spend time with these two, and we're unpacking anything, our day to day, what we might be going through. Um, you know, we're not professional athletes, but it is extremely important for us as men mm-hmm. to have a space where we can unpack these things in a safe and healthy way and in your profession it's no different mm-hmm. exactly so appreciate you coming on and and unpacking some of that stuff with with us and we hope that uh the rest of the league start these conversations and and are in a place where conversations about their mental health their relationships um you know their well-being become just as commonplace to talk about as physical injuries Mm -hmm. we we see that trending in sports um more athletes are coming forward and talking about their mental health and things that they struggle with so really appreciate you coming on group golf therapy and and gracing the couch with us this morning no doubt i appreciate it you guys are real cool i enjoyed the 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 dialogue but just you know the overall vibe i think that's like big just enjoying the people that you're talking to so you guys do a great Mm -hmm. job creating a good vibe i appreciate y'all for having me thanks man i'm blushing (laughs) (laughs) i gotta take that compliment back right there (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. Thank you.